Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. All right, we're going to do something kind of weird this week. Yep. Um, typically, we do edit the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, we go Just in. We, maybe there's a moment in the, the, the time that we're here together that we're like, you know what? Hold on a second. Let's switch gears and do this or blah, yes. blah, blah. And we have that time to talk. You know, that's why it's not radio. It's a podcast. Right. But today, we decided we've got crunch time going on. Yeah. And uh, you're leaving for Japan. I leave for Japan tomorrow morning. Wow. Yeah. Tomorrow morning? Yes, I leave in the morning. Uh. And so... We are just at the the absolute like, yeah, you know, so uh, we're not going to edit this shit. No, it's straight raw. Yep. <laughs> uh, we call it our naked episode. Yes, this is and our so, naked episode. Uh, we didn't talk about what we're going to do before. And nope. we're just going to go shoot from the hip. Yeah. And Ow. do this. Speaking of hip, what's like, so I'm, I'm my like right side is aching a little bit, it but is. I have had a lot of, I've had more oh, alcohol. alcohol. That's what it is. Is it? Yeah. Do it you is. ever drink so much like your side hurts a little bit? <laughs> Me? Yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> of, of course. Are you one big like side but ache? You need to take a liver pill or something. something is this that, my liver on my under my right breast? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't I'm, either. What if it's like my kidney or something? Yeah, it's really weird. Kidney, liver, one of those things. Okay. Because your I, liver would be affected by alcohol. Yes. And I definitely have drinking, drunk mm. more than usual. And now yeah. when I cough, my like under something hurts. And you know when you're just like, I'm too busy. I'll just like get to this next year. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. You're like, I can't make it's an okay. appointment. Yeah, I'll just life. drink a cup of celery juice and be fine. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, I saw a couple things online mm-hmm. and unfortunately I missed your comedy show that just happened at the comedy palace here. Unfortunately in San Diego. for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there was a moment where someone posted during your show, our good friend Bijan posted during the show, yes. uh, Meryl's out here murdering. Yeah. And then you sent me a picture of mm-hmm. that. And then you said, what did you say? <laughs> I put an asterisk and then I said, murdering any chances of a further career. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah so how did okay. your comedy show go this is your third show yep you didn't prepare i know that going into it you hadn't really prepared correct and so it was for a fundraiser can you tell us quickly about that yes so our friend bajan like, as we mentioned 
does uh he books the venue here called the comedy palace which is one of the bigger ones you know there's a couple maybe three in town and comedy palace is one of the big ones so he does an annual um <laughs> well first it's really funny because you and i sometimes have done his race for mitochondria right, we did that once and but basically we just like race we just walked a 5K. <laughs> and i think we honestly like we started and then we bajan is probably listening to this and he'll know now but i think we went to like stone brewing and then came yeah. back to the finish line yeah. and then <laughs> and, well, and i was really surprised by it was a 5k and i was like i always thought 5k was like this big deal right yeah and then i realized like oh it's just because i don't understand the the whole like the the metric miles to right and i was like uh Wait, this is like three city blocks. We basically went on like a 40 minute walk. Yeah, right. It was like so silly. It's like, this is what people are bragging about? Yeah. A 5K? And I think, honestly, I think your back hurt. And I think you and I, for real, stopped for coffee yeah, like, we in, did. in the middle of the we race. Did. And then we came back in like the 5K. So so that cause is for mitochondrial disease. Yes. And that is something that Bajan, oh no, I just realized that I left. See, this is the part we'd edit out, but it's going to make you laugh really hard. Oh my God, I left my size 16 <laughs> sticker on my jeans. It literally says size 16 regular. <laughs> I just touched my jeans and it's in oh, size 16 regular. How long has that been there? The, my jeans. Um, yeah. When did you start wearing those? Like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, great. It That's has a, the, the size and the... And I got them at JCPenney's. Oh my God, I'm wearing a size 16 from JCPenney's. And I'm still like really feeling good in life. So I don't understand. It doesn't, it doesn't add up, honestly. I don't, oh, why am I so confident? Well, it adds up to 16. That's true. It does add up. It literally does add up. So, um, so Bajan put this show on and asked me and... Like, I am very lucky because we all know that stand up is one of those things that people do for years, do open mics. And a lot lot of times people will do it a lot consistently for a year or so. And then they won't ever do a show like that. Even just to get to do a show is a big deal. Open mics is hard. But it is, you know, we're clearly seeing it is about who you know. Yes. And people know you. You've you've been a great, you know, force in this city. Mm -hmm. And so now everybody's like, oh, my God, you're doing comedy. I'll we'll put, put you on you the on. show. Exactly. Yeah. And and Bajan and our friend Jesse Egan are two like really great comedians here in San Diego. And I think they have just been kind of like my older brothers for years. Right. So now it's like they're excited for me to kind of be on the lineup. And I think they also give me extra leeway where if I'm not that great, they're like, no, you got this. And right. Bajan sent me a text before the show just saying like, you don't know how much it means to have you on the bill. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet and so yeah. kind. However, what happened was it was very true. I did not. I got back basically what I put into the show which was like not a lot of so so I I wasn't that nervous to begin with but there was many kind of things going on the first one was it was a charity event and so I didn't really know what to expect and I also like I pictured parents in the crowd and so I kind of curtailed my stuff a tiny bit Mm. but then I'm like well you know what I'm gonna do my regular stuff and (laughs) hopefully they like it it I don't care if there's kids yeah exactly about not liking children and like burning down orphanages and stuff like that (laughs) I'm like I'm like maybe they'll see it as comedy so so I show up and uh it's not a lot of people there there's probably maybe like 36 or 37 people there that's not a big turnout not a big turnout so and I think like when people are just afraid to laugh. Do you think it's harder? I mean, you're going to tell us, I guess, yeah. more. But like, do you think it's it's harder with a big crowd or like a really small crowd? Way harder with a small crowd. I think so, too. Yes. Because it's like every laugh, uh, if it if it isn't had, right? If it, nothing yeah. comes, ooh, it hurts hard. Yeah, and then you're performing. And this one, one table was made up of um, Jack's brother and his wife came. And then they brought some friends. And then the other table right in front is our really good friend, Amy. Okay. And so so it's almost like more embarrassing too to, to look out and see <laughs> there's not already not a lot of people there. And like 40% uh, of the audience is made yeah. up of my people. And right. I at some point during my set, I looked out and I saw our friend Amy just like 
smiling at me, but kind of like with pity. And I'm oh, like, it's oh, like, okay, so it's not working out. It's all yeah. right. So that's what I learned is I tried some new material and it like it worked. But I think one one note that my teacher always kept on giving me was that like she's like, stop trying to be like be like writing well, like you or not writing well. Oh. But like she's like, oh, it's hard to explain, but it's almost like too descriptive. And she's like, you're not reading a blog up there. You're trying to like deliver right. jokes that are just simple with a punch. Right. And so like getting way too detailed some of my stuff that trying i trying like to almost sound smart in a to way. be clever yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i feel like some of my stuff that might have been like an interesting blog read or something kind yeah. of people were just like huh like they were smiling but they weren't laughing laughing especially if you lose them in the beginning then the joke takes way yeah. too long to get to it and you've lost them so yes. then they're just like i don't care exactly and then it's good this is good for me though to like eat shit in a way which which i think i did i feel like i did because halfway through i could I, I was kind of depending on a laugh for one joke and then I didn't I got like a muffled laugh and then that's when I saw like Amy's face and I kind of yeah. that's when I got in my head I'm like I'm not doing well this is an example of me not doing well and I kind of <laughs> was talking but I almost halfway through was like I'm done with this I don't even want to do this N- not comedy in general but like just this <laughs> like set didn't I was just it. yeah 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 it was almost like like I think if I was practicing in my bedroom I would have just like laid on the bed and played my coin game or something <laughs> instead but so I I did the rest of it and then what I wish you would have saw which was like the the most ridiculous thing of them all is i still need to practice like my ending and uh, my outro and so oh you like outside of the show because <laughs> like, yes. i mean you know this is a uh, ongoing thing <laughs> where you're just like okay bye I, did I, you do that on the stage i buy them live <laughs> on, on a live stage like in the middle of your set you're just like okay bye it, it was a joke that like it got a laugh and then <laughs> instead of saying like thank you good night or that's my time or wait but even before that i said something about um I turned on mitochondrial disease and I like said something about spending money on charity and I'm like, but first I spend my money on mitochondrial disease. I don't know if I'm like spending it for it or against it. I don't even know what the fuck this is. To be honest, and <laughs> and these are the people there probably having kids yeah. with it. And, oh my God. I know. No. I know. So, so I like, yeah. So, um, and then at the end of my set, I was just done. And I just like, I looked at Bajan, like after I got the one joke and I, I looked at Bajan on the side of the stage, ready to like bring in the next comic up. Yeah. And I just held the microphone and I went like, I'm done. <laughs> and like into the microphone. And it was really the most awkward ending. And it, like my friend Amy said like, no, it was so funny. But I'm like, it's funny because you know yeah, me and you're yeah, my yeah, friend. If yeah. you were just a random patron that paid like you're $18. Like, well, that was shocking. And yeah, abrupt. it was just very awkward. I've never seen a comedian end like that. You know, I see a lot of comedians you know hit a hard joke people are laughing and then they should stop at that moment and just get off the stage because it was such a, a like their best joke and they've yeah. already been on for 15 minutes and they've gotten the light but then they're like oh i got a great joke maybe i'll end with end with one more you know and then the, the next one doesn't hit and then it's like oh okay okay yeah. well I, I gotta go see you guys yes it is kind of abrupt there is a finessing you know yeah to figure out like what, what is your last joke that you know hits hard yes yeah and know? to end it and to even just say like i'm not used to saying like thank you that was yeah. my time or anything i just yeah. i i literally held the microphone and i'm like I'm done. <laughs> and Bajan came up to like go get it. And then he was like, that's one of my best friends. Thank you. Very-. I was like, oh my God. It wasn't even like that was great. He just said like, he almost defended me. And then I noticed after I went down, down and then it's, you walk down the stairs and there was one of my really good friends from work and he had brought his wife and I was like trying not to make eye contact with the woman because uh, it's just it's also like a, if you're play, like I mean I would imagine like a sports game or something where you just strike out and you're like making eye contact with people oh, and it's man. like don't fucking look at me but like <laughs> but but like and then he, I heard him say like only two more comics and then your headliner and so I can tell <laughs> I, I know what that means that means like 
don't we're speeding it along don't, don't worry. worry yeah they're not all like that yeah <laughs> but Bajan also said to and I told him don't be like so nice to me just because you're like we're good friends like I yeah. want to learn and I want to do better and he just said that was an example of a like not a great crowd as well and he sure, said that's an example sure. of like not a super hot crowd but also we do all need and I say this all the time we need editors we need yeah. somebody who you can trust who will say who won't just say like no everything you do is fantastic right. clearly there's always something we can do better not be like a horrible person and be like nothing you do is right yeah but like oh that was good this is where you were great this is where you could work on yes, that kind of thing I we think do so need too. that so yeah. the way you can get better and i think as a comic too i just have to look at like who i think is really really funny and good and have them help yeah me. so now like, you are on the radio and so clearly you have a lot of people like uh, paying attention to your feed more than typical before the radio. Yes. Did anyone come out and yes. watch that oh, show? Oh, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> okay, so so it's also the radio has taught me in a good way. I think that would be a night where I would maybe like it would make me stop comedy or like be scared of the next time. Yeah. But I feel like radio has really helped me be like, okay, that was an awkward break or segment that we just did. Like, what's on to the next one? So I could right. feel like mentally, no I think, time to really linger yeah on i'm just kind of like okay that was awkward moving on like that was weird so one uh a few people from the radio came which was very sweet and then there was one girl that showed up and she was by herself and she kind of like i could tell she was like ah, like i came for you you know kind of thing oh, and really? she, yeah and it was so sweet and i just i compared it to how i felt like when i would if i would go to see adam carolla and like his new his old news girl allison rosen yeah. like I, I would always want to go up to her, but I'm like too intimidated. And I thought like she seems like a really nice person. But at events, I felt like she was kind of like a little bit standoffish to the fans. Mm. And I just I always want to be different in the way of being like, no, obviously I'm me. Like There's no sure. reason that someone should not come up to me. And right, so, right, right. you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you totally. So it's like like I want everyone to feel happy like I'm their friend. Whereas I think with Allison, like the time that I went to go see them, she was she kind of walked in wearing like a long fur coat and like wasn't making eye contact and then like the meet and greet it's right. like please make yourself available for people that are just trying to like give you love and right stuff, they're you know? listening to you they're almost idolizing yeah, you. yeah 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 and i i felt like especially with women there's something like we don't want to be weird but then it's i don't know so that that girl came up to me and she was super nice and just said that, like that i inspired her and i'm like oh my god oh like, my gosh yeah, i know my six my like as my like do you have a lot of fans come you know this brings up a good topic like super fans yeah like uh, do you have super fans um yes i think i do i got one message from like women i think like that i can that i like can be myself and i've gotten a lot of messages from women yeah. about they feel like i i love food and i'm like unapologetic about food and <laughs> loving myself <laughs> and so there i got one message from a girl a few weeks back just saying like i've always loved food and i've now you've helped me like realize that it's okay to like love life and you know still have fun but like how awesome is that that's really meanwhile cool. you're like no 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 <laughs> yeah. don't do that to me <laughs> right exactly because you don't you don't get to pick what people decide you are in that way when you're in the 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 social like the limelight right right, right. when you become famous it's like People automatically think like, I know this person because they look like this or act like that. And right. then they put you in this bracket of like, oh, she is the spokesperson for this thing. This exactly. Thing. And in this case, for that woman, it was like, she talks about food and she's unapologetic. You know what? I'm going to live my life. Well, that's I know, so awesome. Which is so crazy. So awesome. And that's, and I think too, people, and I always am a believer that, that, or I was a believer before that radio was dead and blah, blah, blah. And we, it's all changing and shifting. But 
I still feel like it's one of the last like connections that we have because with podcasting, it's like we don't have that immediate people calling in or responding to us. Yeah. Like it's almost I don't right. know who's listening. Like right, we get messages, but like yeah, yeah. And so I think with radio, it's still people are like even though it's a dwindling number, it's still I wish podcasting was maybe more like that where we could take calls and like connect to people right then and there because it's yeah. like we talk to people who are like. I know on a Friday that this person is going in for like an MRI and then like next Friday he calls and I'm uh-huh. genuinely invested. I think yeah. that's the part that I like the best. And I didn't know that I would like that the best. I thought it was going to be like the free fettuccine, <laughs> but it's almost like the people stuff. So that, well, okay. So this is funny. Cause I had this other thing I wanted to bring you up, but yeah. it, it almost goes with this. Uh, I don't really jump on social media that much. It's just whatever. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, but I saw you post this thing that was kind of funny where this guy came to one of your, uh, what, what do they call that? Oh, got an appearance. An appearance. So like you were on the radio, they pay you to come out to have an appearance. Yes. Whatever. And I thought it was so funny because you said you were, you were checking into what was the business? It, it's DD's discount, but like it's literally double D's discount. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, of course you guys asked me to do this. And so, and I honestly think in the commercial that I made before, I think it's like, hey, join me, hang, hang with me at Double D's. <laughs> like, like, I was trying to do all these Double D's joke, and they kept on saying like, please tell her it's DD's discount. Yeah. And then like the one promo I made, double it's like, D's. it's like it's Meryl hanging out at Double D's discount. And so immediately, this is like how radio honestly is nowadays. Is that uh, I show up and it's like this discount place. Obviously, it's a discount place, and. A older woman had it was a grand opening and within an hour of, of being open of course it's like next to a Ross and like a Marshalls and stuff yeah. a, an older woman had slipped and fallen and cracked her head open oh so my there God. is blood trickling down the walkway to Dee Dee's discount and then <laughs> and then I find the radio booth and our radio promotions team is kind of unloading all all the all the good prizes are gone. Oh. It's almost like we're clearing house for something. Yeah, how yeah, how yeah. weird! But um, <laughs> so the, the only I swear I swear I swear the only prizes we were giving out were Seinfeld koozies, uh, a poster of the Joker movie, and a jo- and John Grisham novels. <laughs> I swear, I wish I had taken a picture. Like, no concert tickets. It's like the Rolling Stones are coming to down. No tickets. Like, no st- stealing like tickets. like Seinfeld koozies? Seinfeld koozies. Where, when are those from? I have no clue. And I'm, I'm like, why do we have this and truly like a Stephen King novel? Like, they were. I, I, didn't, I didn't even take time to process. Like, why are there just like full books that people are getting? And so, and then one moment, and I saw some person looking, and she's like, ah, oh, should we take like the Joker poster? I don't know. We could use the koozie. And so, so that's like my life. And so, so I show up, and it's. It's like the two hired entertainers are myself and a clown, a juggling clown. <laughs> We're both wearing the exact same color yellow. <laughs> and the, the blood is, I'm stepping over the woman and her blood. And they so had a clown? They had a juggling clown there, like outside. <laughs> and I'm dressed exactly like it. Like, I'm, I, I honestly match the clown. So, so yeah, so then, so then I'm hanging out at the booth. And then it's so awkward because, and not awkward. I mean, we, and that's, once again, it's like, it's so crazy to me that people, and it's also, I give a million percent credit to, to, to Cantori, to Chris, because I feel like Chris has really, I would not have any of those people if it wasn't for him. Yeah. And I think he has just opened me up to like 
what has been 25 years on the radio. Like he's sure. built this for 25 years. And then I'm sure. like, it is not lost on me how nice that is that he's just like, Meryl, have all these people too. You know, like, sure. that's really an, an insane thing to yeah, do. Yeah, they to jump someone. on like, you and they, they feel like you're family and they know you and you're yeah. part of his life. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. That, yeah. So, so the question I had oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was, there was this post oh you had God. where someone months ago had created this uh, Lego version of the studio in which you work at the radio. Yes. Like they took a photo of the studio. They built it in Lego. But you better believe it. I, burst into tears when i saw it so like, here's this model including mm-hmm. you and chris and i'm holding like a coffee in my hand and the diagram someone took some time at yes, this yep and uh then i saw the other picture which was months later at this appearance yep the same person showed up with a lego of you yes to give to you in person yes that, that's a super fan that, and that's like i'm the sorry sweetest. he made a lego of you Drove it to you, I know. gave it to you, took a picture with you. Does that scare you at no, all? Like, no, 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 no. This Not guy scared. wants to no, and be it, inside you. No, like a Lego. He's like, what if, we, <laughs> what if like the card was like, we fit together like Legos? <laughs> like, and I stubbed my toe or something. No, he showed up with, it would have been weird if it, maybe if it was by himself, but he showed up with a woman who I'm assuming is his wife. or His you handler. Know, so, yeah, there was a woman with him, which made it less His court assuming. appointed handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walked up to me and, and no, I mean, uh, none of the people, I've gotten some creepy guys like on, yeah. on Instagram message. It's always that, but like the actual nice people on Facebook or just in real life are yeah. always so nice. But he, yeah, he wanted to de- like deliver the Lego version of myself to me. And it, and it was just so sweet. And like, um, I, I like right off the bat just started talking more with him. Like anytime anyone comes up, I'm just like, did you hear when Cantori fell off his chair? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like I yeah. almost overload them with stuff. Like yeah. I had a mother daughter team that came up to me and was basically saying stuff. And I was like asking where their commute is and all that kind of stuff. What did you do? I mean, because if a mother daughter team came up to me, I mean, I know what you do. If it was like my cousin and uh, my cousin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Mike? Mike. <laughs> oh my god what if i have a kid and name him my cousin <laughs> you can play with my cunt <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yeah uh, so, so so i mean i think the, the picture you posted had his post kind of going i did this thing then i showed up and i gave this lego thing and here's the 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 famous meryl klima i got to I meet her i sent it to uh, you because i knew you'd laugh and i was just like holy fuck i know and it's so funny because it's fuck. like real people and i'm sure this happens with like actually famous people is yeah. that the real people that know them think it's so probably hilarious that yeah. like people that are really friends with some people are like it's so funny to have well yeah i mean if, if you're like like actually like brad pitt or jennifer Anderson, right if you're there famous, if, like, if you are that person's like best friend or cousin it's like mm-hmm. ah people love him but i mean he's just brad you know yeah that kind of thing yep. uh have you ever met someone famous that was like oh i wish i had not really met that um let's see because i have i'm gonna tell you you about have it. Let's yeah see. uh there's a guy he's a famous artist mike mcnola he created hellboy and uh is that a cartoon or like a yeah, yeah. well they turned it into three different movies as really well. so it's not oh, yeah I don't know that. it's around Wait, does he have pins in his head not pins no it's a no. big he's big and red and has one large arm i'm like picturing one like fist, the kool-aid guy and uh he, he has horns that have been sh- cut off oh i think i've seen that before. okay so anyway hellboy so okay. uh i was at comic-con years ago and, and this guy's the creator he's the creator okay. the artist and 
So he's kind of a big deal, you know, and especially his comics are drawn really cool. And I just always love them. And me and my friend had gone to Comic-Con and that's a place where you can meet famous people that you would never normally just bump into. And they're there selling their books. And so it's like they're approachable. Yes. And they have to. This is like their livelihood. Right. At that like that weekend. It's like, yeah, Yeah. you're there. You have to talk to fans. And honestly, if you do something in the creative arts like that, it's like connecting with your audience is so important. Yeah. That can change a lifetime of them buying your wares. Yep, yep. So uh, we were at this booth. There was this huge sculpture of Hellboy, and my friend really wanted to get it. And the guy's like, "Yeah, actually, we got to deal with Mike uh, Mignola. If you, if you buy it, it was like a hundred dollar sculpture. He's like, if you die and take it over, he'll sign it for you." And and my friend was just like, "Are you kidding me?" It was like, <laughs> "Holy fuck, we get to meet this guy, right?" So we walk, we buy the thing for a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. He buys this thing. He walks over with it. And at the time, Mike McNola is talking to someone else, but there's really nobody else at his booth. And uh, my friend and I were just waiting off in the wing. And then we wait for his like conversation to end. We weren't impatient or rude or anything like that. And then as soon as that guy walked away, my friend walked up and goes, uh, hey, buddy, uh, I was hoping to get you to sign this. And Mike goes, buddy, kind of informal, don't you think? And I was just like, I was looking at him like, in the moment I was thinking, this is like, uh, uh, we're going to meet this guy. Yeah. And then yeah. I, w- I immediately was like, ew, I don't like this guy at oh, all. That sucks. And it just ruined it for both of us for years. I mean, this has probably been 15 years at this point. We've always been like, buddy. Yeah, it's kind of informal, don't you think? That's so weird. I was like, what a dickhead. Yeah, what a dickhead. He needs to like, I feel like that day he needs to not be famous anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he he can appreciate. Listen, he meets a lot of people and I get that. Like, can you imagine being Brad Pitt and going to uh, Trader Joe's? Yeah. Can you imagine? Right. You're in just, I just need broccoli. Can you guys just leave me the fuck alone? (laughs) That would be something he'd buy too, by the way. It wouldn't be like the raisin bread. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's like, it's probably hard for those people to live like normal, like, regular yeah. humble lives it has to take a lot of effort i'm sure i think so I think but so like too. this is mike mignola he's not going to the the grocery store and people being like hey are you the creator of hellboy say I would never, yeah, yeah it's like his hellboy yeah. is famous yeah. but only the fans would know just, who he is i just kind of feel like what a letdown Ew, i'm gonna know? message him and just write buddy because i, I <laughs> let's everyone oh my god, oh my everyone god you guys, out there you guys everyone hey, message that guy if he's on instagram <laughs> or whatever and just write hey buddy have you met anybody that was like um, let you down? The uh, the only sucky person I ever I think I've mentioned this many times, but Modest Yahoo. But, oh. but I didn't care about him before. Uh, but he was the, just the most rude. horrible podcast guest and uh, like wouldn't look people in the eye and then yelled at everyone. And then also <laughs> is like fake and honestly takes like the vegan cheese that his fans get him and like throws it away. Really? Yeah. And he remember I told you on his writer he requested like a sorority coming. Like he's very weird. What do you mean a sorority? Like he wanted a soror- basically like to invite sororities to like his after party of the Ew. concerts. And he's just uh, it was it was weird to interview, and I felt like the same kind of thing as I, I mean I was interviewing him, and it was for a KPBS show, and we were, I was trying to like find some connection. I'm like, okay, let's I'll laugh at the fact that like I'm Jewish, and at that time I was single and looking for like my grandma was trying to set me up, and yeah. he's very you know, obviously he's Hasidic Jewish right. and stuff, and he just was like. That's good for you, and I'm like, I just want to be like you, bitch. Like I don't even want to talk to you. And so, <laughs> so even during the, uh, the during the interview, I looked over and our hair, the hair girl was like, like tear, like or like like sweat was dripping because she's like, this is so awkward. So oh, yeah, he sucks. But other than that, like no one else has been. I mean, Ed from Live was my number one like meeting, and he was like so 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 nice, and we ended up becoming like friends. So that was like my number one to meet person, and then he he was like beyond nice. So. I'm so I just realized I'm so glad that this is the way this this conversation's going. Yes, because we don't have to edit. No, yeah, yeah, because I don't have to fucking edit. This is what I edit. 
<laughs> I should remove that part from the end of the episode. This episode was, you know. Oh, yeah. We, uh, no, we're just totally I'm going to leave it in. Sorry, guys. Um, okay. So I got a message not too long ago about someone else who met you uh, at wow, a local am bar. I in trouble? No, but uh, one of my <gasps> exes wrote. I think I know. Yes. And yes. said. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, I we haven't just, even talked about this in real yeah, life. I just met Meryl, right? Yes. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we have, we have not even talked about this at all. Yeah, because, uh, it, yeah. Oh, so, my God. I okay, met so, one of your so exes. Okay. Long story short, you met one of my exes. Um, and uh, she said, like, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I went up and I was probably a weirdo, like, just saying hi and everything. But, like, because we had, she never met you. Right. And so uh, tell me how that went. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. So that's really, really funny. So I went, I was out with, with Dana and Jason and their families. And um, we were at a local bar and I was walking past uh, a group of, of, of girls and there was two girls sitting there. And one had said to me, like one of the very cute girls said, um, are you Meryl? And I'm like, yes. And she said, oh, I, I am this person. And I, I won't say her name because I feel like she may not want me to say her name. But uh she had said, I'm, and I immediately knew which one it was. And I'm like, oh, you're episode 30. We're like, <laughs> and, it, and, and I, and I, and she said, do you, uh, do you know, she said her name. And then I'm like, oh, I know. Cause I, I feel like I know exactly. Like you probably know with me too. It's like, okay, this relationship uh-huh. goes down this column of like, this is how it ended with both. This is how, right, it, you right, know, right. we all well, know. And we're very open about all of our stuff. Yeah. So, so I know all of her stuff. And yeah. so, she, I mean, she was beyond like lovely and sweet and cool. She is very nice. And we were talking about how uh, I had apologized to her because in the episode that we talk about, you guys, you're doing, you were doing like a 30 day, like not, not having sex challenge. Uh-huh. And I think she conquered that. And at the end of your sex, she said like, I win. And I remember uh-huh. how that was a turnoff for you. And I had kind of chimed in saying that's a very like masculine thing to do. And I could oh, see on how the that would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, apologize. So so at the time Dana and Jason are looking over to me to this girl saying like I'm so sorry if I ever hurt your feelings and they're like who are you talking to like what is this conversation and so so I just told her I'm really sorry if I hurt your feelings blah 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 and so then um we talked and then we both came to the conclusion that like that you were like Bo's such a great friend (laughs) (laughs) she said that yeah and then I feel like those were her actual words like he's a great Friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, ah. and, and I, I didn't want to assume, and she was, she was so nice, and she also seems to that she like really appreciates you as a friend. Like I didn't oh. get any but hurt, like romantic feelings. I don't know how that ended completely. She was probably so just over it. Like, she, um, I got the feeling that it was almost like <laughs> not that she wished that she kept. I wish she almost wished she was doing the thirty days non-sex challenge. <laughs> Maybe she wishes she didn't win. But I think at that point in my life, I wasn't ready for the kind of thing that she wanted, uh, and so. I, I probably could have been more direct with that right away. Yeah. You know, like I'm just trying to slow go it a little bit, you know, not trying to jump into a thing. And I think she was kind of like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Can we, what are you doing? You yeah. Know? She's very and so cute, that was though. probably confusing. So it was, yeah, she, she was very lovely. I also got the feeling she like doesn't think that you and I have hooked up or anything. Right. Cause she, well, I, I would have no idea. Okay. No, Cause I mean, she... I wasn't doing the podcast when I knew her. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I kept on, I kept on saying, yeah, like Bo's definitely one of those guys that you just, you just want to be friends with. And she's like, yeah. uh-huh. Wait, did she did she allude to the idea that you and I have hooked up? I don't up? think so, but I could tell there was like maybe a glimmer of of thinking that or something. I didn't really? know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've gotten that too. You I got that. Yeah, I've gotten that from people who are like, yeah, but like you guys have, right? No, and I'm just like, no, no, or no. I think there's <laughs> something there. Like I think even my mom said like, uh, well, don't you think there's something there? Like maybe she likes you or really? And I was like, uh, no, no, no. no. Let me just say this 
for sure out here, listeners. Yes. There's nothing between us. We do. <laughs> Why a- are you turning red? No. <laughs> I definitely do not like it. No, you okay, but here's the thing: is I think, and this is true. Sometimes when people like it's like the doth protest too much kind of thing. Like I think that that you, I don't think you're disgusting. I think you're like adorable and sweet uh-huh. and cute. Yeah. And like, there's no, you're not like, you're not gross or like non-desirable. I just like. Thank you. That was a very nice compliment. <laughs> that's my, that's my Valentine's you're Day card. You're not gross. <laughs> <laughs> you're not non-desirable. That would be my Hallmark card to you. But like, it just never feels like that with, with me and you. I know, I know we're both the same way. Sure. And, and. However, I think maybe sometimes people could like there was any. Even oh, a, it's like that moment where I'm like, uh, "Ooh, gross! I could never." But then I have like a, a whole book of pictures of you <laughs> that no, I'm you like drawing don't. hearts around. No, you definitely no, don't. No, 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 no. There was no. even one moment at like lips when we were all at lips that you like took a dollar bill out of my boobs and you like even just like grazing my boobs with your skin. You were like then it, like your fingers were on fire, like <laughs> disgusting and stuff like that. Well, it, it really is like that kind of thing, like. Uh, see, I'm not like you. I'm not really into incest. So, mm. like, for me, like, you are a sister, and that's yeah, that that's would true. be gross if you would be on. like, yeah. If someone said that about my sister, like, hey, aren't you guys interested in each other? I'd be like, oh my god. Right. And all I've wanted is a sister or brother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just a lonely only child over here. And You're like, can't I just find some sibling to fuck? <laughs> and I know that feel. I know your the touch my boob feeling because the other day when you and I were talking on the phone, you were like, hold on, I have to pee, and the thought of you like with one hand holding your dick like i was just like i need to like my phone i feel like i literally developed like an ear tumor (laughs) so yeah no 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 it's not like that at all and i feel like that's kind of like a weird in fact this is not even editing you guys it goes to what what i had written down which i wanted to ask you we're so in sync our cycles are are right on the same time okay wait did your mom think i like you this time or when uh, we first started. I, this time, I think. Really? I, I think she brought it up. Like, what would give? No, because she listens to the podcast. I'm so sorry that she does, because I'm sure she's offended constantly by me. Yeah. But like, she was like, "Yeah, but don't you think there's just a little bit something?" That's and so like, funny. No. But and there's no, there's no but, there's no but, but <laughs> between you and me. <laughs> but, but all of my like, maybe you're different, but I wouldn't be friends with the guy friend if I like. I don't want to sleep with most of my most most asterisk most. <laughs> Most of my guy friends, but this is why people are so confused by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you use things like that. I'm like, kind of in love with like a lot of people. Yeah, like, I th- I think that you have a little love for everyone. Yeah, I I like fall in love a lot yeah, with see? people, and like I feel like I could be sitting like next to someone or something like that, and then mm-hmm. in that moment I'm like in love with that person, and yeah. then it's like I then- I've had a different thing where it's like if someone says they like me, I struggle to not like them. Does that make sense? Wait, because, say that again. So w- if someone were to say like. Like, I, I kind of have a crush on you or something like I'm like, I should probably like this person really? because it's uh, and that's, I think, just a, a, an insecurity in me. Yeah. It's like, well, if they like me, I mean, that's half the problem. That's I true. just have to turn myself on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's kind of an issue. Back in your sing when when you and I were working on the TV show, I feel like yeah. lots of girls had crushes on you. Did they? Yeah. That's uh, I, I yeah. was I was. I was everywhere at that time. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I was all over you the place. You were not winning. You I was like, pew, 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 yeah, pew, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, but that's what I was going to say is that like I'm like all of my guy friends, none of, I don't find any of them repulsive because yeah. they're my friend. Like, sure, like, of I course, I think they're like lovely and funny and charming and handsome and stuff like that. So, of course, that's like five shades away from I mean, even Jack and I talk about this with his girlfriends where like they are kind of the people he'd want to date anyway because they have characteristics of like what I pick for my good friends yeah. isn't that far off from like who I date kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But 
Yeah, but um, that's what I was going to say is that we have, so we have a friend, a girl friend, that when she says hello and goodbye to us, to both of us, yeah. she kisses us kisses us on the lips. I can't even say it. She kisses, us. She, hey. she kisses us on the lips. So she kisses both of you on the lips. Yes. This is his friend. Well, you're uh, a mutual friend. A mutual friend of and ours who's like, married. Who's she's married. Okay, and she comes over. All right, see you later. Smooch, smooch on both of your lips. Yes. Now okay. she has spent some time abroad, and maybe I'm giving her the maybe like. She's French. She's not French, but she's. Oh. But I mean, well, they do the kiss on the cheek. I think she's from Sacramento or something. Oh, yeah, they well, do it's the, the same thing. The it's the same thing. And so I wrote. Everyone this. has baguettes. <laughs> That's true. Everyone <laughs> has regrets. It's <laughs> <laughs> so. My aunt actually. My, my mom told me a story one time about how like when she first met my dad's family. Uh, it was the first time that another woman like kissed her smack right on the lips and was just like, oh, you're part Ew. of the family. Well, not like with tongue. I mean, I just like. But just that's like, so like, weird to me. Why? Okay, I actually so don't think it's that weird. You don't? I kiss my friends on the cheeks usually. On but the like, cheek, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you know. I'll, but you hmm. like, I can't see you kissing any of your friends on the lips. I don't think I do, but maybe I do. I, I mean, that seems like I would know that if I did. So, so like. Whenever so, Jack and I had a big long talk about this. Where of course I, I, know, you did. I know, of course we did. I know. <laughs> you say talk, but we know fight. No, because because I don't have a fight in the way that like I'm not gonna stop. Like he doesn't get in intru- Like obviously, if she's kissing him on the lips, I'm not. I don't expect him to like weirdly turn his cheek and reject yeah. that. Like I, yeah. I, I'm the receiver of the kiss as well. So like I feel like if she goes in, I just do it. But no, we we didn't fight about this. More we talked about like it, his mom and dad when they were married, they would have people over. And he said that, like, so say if they had a couple friend over, when they would say goodbye to them, yeah. they would kiss them on the lips. And I then he mm. got mad because I said that sounds like a swinger thing. <laughs> then I was, I was. It does sound like a swinger thing. It does thing sound in like a swinger yeah. thing. And here's, here's how I you told get them to stop the it. Podcast. I was going to say, here's how you stop it. Okay. You know, next time she comes in, regular kiss, but put your hand on the back of her oh. head, like right on her neck, and just like <laughs> hold it as she kisses Ew. you. And just just do that once. Just do that once and see what she does. I mean, she is beautiful, but she is beautiful. I, well, I, I kind of do want to know. I want to know if, if you guys can write into us on yes. our Instagram or on our email. Uh, let us know. Is kissing on the lips like, you know, customary? And yeah. if you do, does it is it like the same sex friends, the different sex friends, the, yeah. if whatever doesn't even matter because it's not like a hetero or anything thing to do. I think it can be everyone of everything doing it. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of one like guy friend that if I said hello to I'd kiss me on that would kiss me on the cheek like our our mutual friend Jesse a really good friend Jesse I saw him the other day and he said goodbye to me and he like sweetly kissed me on the cheek yeah. but it was very like almost like a like a relative or something like it was like a cousin or something yeah not in an incest way and in like a, in a very innocent <laughs> yeah, sweet way so turned on but if he was to lean in and kiss me on the lips I'd be like oh my god you have you have a girlfriend I have a boyfriend like that's really <laughs> weird well you know it is what it is it is what it, it is, is what it is I gotta tell you, we've done a pretty good job not editing. I at know this point. we've done. This is we've the done point no where I'd stops. Ask, oh, what are we up to? Because <laughs> then I I want to go home and leave. Uh, I I just kind of kindly want to kiss you on the cheek and get out of here. Okay. Can we do that? Yes. Okay. So act like it's your comedy show. How are you gonna end it? Okay, you guys. Thanks for coming out tonight. I'm Meryl. You can catch me at, at Meryl Clemo. Wait, no, I don't give my Instagram handle. <laughs> oh wait, but the funniest part is, is that after all that, uh, I was like. Uh, he asked if I could do another show, another oh, show. God. Now I've booked 
March. You 5th. are that person that no I'm matter what you busy. do, no matter what you do, no how, no matter how bad it is, you get promotions. Next thing you know, you're gonna Kiss be the CEO the or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The CEO of suckery. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, we love. We you love guys. you. Kissing you right in between the weird spot. I'm gonna kiss you right in the cheek and the lips so that you can't quite tell. Like, was that something? And I'm was? slowly holding the back of your neck while we do it. See you guys. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by... And the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.